Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on AfterBuzz Sports After Show for the NBA playoffs, we say goodbye to a couple teams, preview some second round matchups, and where's Dwight Howard? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey. Hi. This is pumping me up. Right. This, right. I like right music. No, I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready. I, I feel like I almost have to like do like a starting lineup announcement to this song. <laughs> uh, and Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening live on AfterBuzzTV.com, the AfterBuzzTV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud, like and subscribing about AfterBuzzTV and AfterBuzz Sports as you're here to break down the NBA playoffs. Waiting for the beat to keep going? No. He's gonna keep going. I'm Josh Tariff. Twitter's at Josh Tariff. Over to my left, Josh Johnson at JJ the Talented. I was ready. I was ready for you. I'm gonna save it. Save it for the finals. Alright. On the other side. Save me for last. I'm like the star player. I need the attention. I thought Jill was a star, but fine. That's the little Jill. It's Jill Monroe. Hey! You know, hit me up. I love to talk sports. Follow me everywhere. Let's go. And at point guard. <laughs> I'm the Lance Stevenson. I think I'm the most important From, uh, where, where'd you go to school? Uh, <laughs> did you guys oh, did oh, the ear From the Pepperdine. Number negative seven. At D'Angelo TV, D'Angelo Platts. And engineering in the booth. You said you were last. I'm, I'm just trying. Disturbing. Look, can you imagine how disturbing that would be? Right. Yeah. He, when LeBron was just like, what? And I have cuffs on my ears. Right. Like, it got in so, it, penetrated. It, got, it, it penetrated. It penetrated I was gonna introduce our head coach, Josh Rodriguez, to the beat too, but we kept going and the beat dropped, so head coach Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. That's messed up, man. You gotta introduce me. Josh in the booth. Get the beat going back. Oh, let's get the beat going back. Here we go. Yeah, we go. get the beat going back. Ready right back. All right. Hey. Okay. And your head coach, Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm in the booth today, but you got a nice panel with you. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I know these four will take care of you right now, so enjoy the show. Do we like our head coach? We like our head coach. And make sure you guys hit us up in the chat room. I'm in the chat room waiting oh, for yes, you all to join room. me. You guys have been so active. So, yep. yeah. hit us and up. General Manager Kevin Undergaro. Who, I mean, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we got a squad. We have a full squad. Don't play we with do. the team. Um, speak, speaking of full squads, Spurs prove they have a squad tonight. They eliminate the Memphis Grizzlies. They win 103-96, win the series in six games. Led not by Kawhi. I mean, he did have the most points. But really, 
They're led by 98-year-old Tony Parker. <laughs> Who was dipped <laughs> in Flashback. the fountain of youth Flashback. tonight. Welcome Seriously. back, Flashback. Tony Parker. 27 points and 4 assists yeah, for the ageless 14. one. 11 for 14 from the field. Where did this come from, and why didn't Conley stop him? I mean, I think, first of all, this is the best game Parker's had all series. Maybe he was rested. Maybe he was like, I'm tired. I don't want to go to game seven. Let's just close it out. So when we go back home, we're on to the next round. But um, I think he just had a burst of energy. He was due for a good game. Yeah, I'm with you on the burst of energy. Like, uh, Zebo had about two games ago. Like, every every old dog has his day. Yeah. I think today was Tony Parker's day, and he came through with a clutch shot, especially in the – it wasn't the clutch. It, a couple, it wasn't a, it He wasn't had like a couple a must- of nice – Threes. Yeah, he had a, and he had a little um, a little pop about ten feet out that kind of iced the game for him a little bit. So it's yeah. what we'll see from the spur. Tony Parker will give you one game a series, mm-hmm. and he's gonna it's gonna be the elimination game. He's gonna warm up. <laughs> he's gonna warm up each game for during the duration of the series. Game one, game two, and if it's a clinching game, Tony Parker's gonna show up. He's but gonna show up. He can't show up every every game. You don't got that no more. But so I, I think that's just gonna be what Tony Parker does from now on. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was really a great showing of the depth of this team tonight. So, obviously, we had Tony Parker, Kawhi being Kawhi, 29-9 and nine with four assists. He's always having a big games. Marcus Aldridge finally had a solid game, 17-12. and 12. David Lee, the <laughs> Josh journeyman. Josh Rodriguez's favorite Seven player. Six. Seven Seven six. I miss him. Yeah, <laughs> he was 3-4 or four from the uh, field goal. Yeah, played 26 minutes, had six boards. This guy was pretty much left for dead like five years ago in the NBA. Yeah. No one would play him. Popovich finds a way yeah. to Always. give guys good roles. And resuscitate them even if they've kind of maybe peeked out on other teams. He knows how to bring them back up, find a role for them, and insert them in. He did that a lot for Steven Jackson. He always picks up those guys maybe on the fringe if they are good in some aspect and, you know, gives them a boost. So what you're saying is the Spurs are the dancing with the stars of the NBA because it resuscitates careers. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that I see where you, you know, went. The yeah. for, okay, yeah. and the formula is really more so than what it, the actual is bigger than the sum of the parts at times. I could see right, that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and really, you can say kind of the opposite right now for Memphis, though. Um, so we just talking about like the depth of the Spurs. Now the Grizzlies, all five of their starters in double figures. Mm-hmm. They, their starters produced. They ball. This isn't their team though. Like from a big picture standpoint, like it's 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 really good for them to have competed in this series and get two wins. But they invested a max contract in Chandler Parsons. Like you know what I mean? Like that this that was supposed to be another element to this team, that, like scoring wise. Perennial injured ca- um, yeah. Chandler Parsons. Not a smart decision, obviously. But DM like, diving Chandler Parsons. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm about to tell you why I think this is the last we're going to see of the Grizzlies for at least a little while in the playoffs. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. okay. Heading into their offseason right now, they have Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, and Tony Allen as unrestricted free agents. Hmm. Michael Green is a restricted free agent. Of course, we don't know what Chandler Parsons is up to, and they do not have a draft pick. Yeah, it's not looking good. Their offseason is is blank right now. <laughs> In the uh, max contract. Uh, With the max counter, Chandler Parsons. Yeah. So you said Zach Randolph, Vince Carter. And Tony Allen are unrestricted. And, and Jim Michael Green is a restricted they free agent. They still got the two most important players they need, though. They got I mean, you probably, yeah, yeah, they probably could get Vince if they want a 41-year-old Vince Carter coming back, you know, in a... What, he gets a veteran salary, so it doesn't count that much against their total cap. Is that what you want to do, though? 
Right. Do you want to spend money on... For, I know it's not a ton because there's not a salary. But I, I think... Here's the thing. You just said that they're losing three veterans. So that means that their team is going to be in flux. They're going to need someone... That, Conley doesn't... I, I don't know this to be true, at least... As far as Conley being a vocal leader, he doesn't seem like he's the leader of their team to me, no matter how solid he is. Um, seems to come from the likes of Tony Allen or those type of guys to set the tone. And they're all leaving. Correct. So that's why I feel like you have to retain one. So I don't know if it's Allen, Zebo, or Vince. I think Vince is probably the most likely just because he seems to have been the most stable as of late. As far as if you want to bring in an older player... I- but it just kind of depends on the direction the team takes. I don't think that they take so many steps back because they have kind of been able to, no matter as in flux they have been, no matter if it's like really well season and then firing their coach in the off season, losing key components, they always manage to stay right in the mix somehow of that top eight in the West. Because who's going to, I mean, I know that the West is steep, but who's really going to come in and usurp them from that spot? We don't know what's going to happen with OKC. We see that there's fringe between um, Denver and Portland, those kind of teams right there, you know, jockeying back Port- and forth. Portland's running. just on the rise. They're not losing anyone this offseason. And, and they have three draft picks. They do. They. I just feel like Portland's been in flux for the past couple of years, and even when they're very, very good, when it was little time a few years back and they knocked Houston out of the playoffs, for some reason something just doesn't come together for me. And in no. my mind, it's um, their head coach. Oh, I disagree with you on that. No, completely. you think it's I not think him? Stotts is a very strong coach. Okay. They're a very young team. Um, their center was hurt in the playoffs here. No, he, he, he came on and was very good for them. For that, when he, Well, yeah, when he was playing, he was right. very good for them, and that's what helped them emerge to get into the playoffs. Okay. They're a young team. Everyone is still under contract or has team option. You have three draft picks. You have, you have arguably the second-best backcourt in the NBA. They have... I think they have a ton of potential to also land a free agent. Memphis, hmm. convince me why, if I'm a coveted yeah. free agent, why should I go to Memphis? You're giving all this money to Parsons hurt all the time. You just made Conley the highest paid point guard in the NBA. Gasol's making lots of money. You have no bench. Why should I go to Memphis? I just, I don't think, I guess I'm, I'm pretty high. I think that's a consistently underrated basketball team. The point of the matter is they still have Marc Gasol and Mike Conley who are like the two best players on their team mm-hmm. and the, more importantly the team's identity is still built in defense. They're not you're, you're looking at points they're losing really but their identity they still have Tony Allen they're not they're, they're not they're not they don't do the style that everyone else does and that's why they can still win because their style is in such a class that's why the Spurs had a hard time with them and most of the NBA right now you're out shooting each, each other they have that old school style, and I don't think that their weaknesses will show as much from an offensive standpoint if they continue to keep that identity next year. Now, getting a new star from a, like Chandler Parsons is supposed to be that star. Like it's going to be really tough now. But you know, if if they did have Chandler Parsons, if he was that guy, if they brought in Harrison Barnes in in in, in, a, in, in addition to, they would be a fifty one team. Like this is a, this is still a very good team, but now it's a bottom half team as opposed to a top five team like it was uh, in years past. So that's why I think I think the fact that their defense is still their identity and it's still very effective is why they'll still be consistent or at least relevant next year. I think you could probably get some type of mid-level big man. I mean, off the top, I can't think of 
who's going to be available this summer. But the middle, to D'Angelo's point, their reputation is sort of built on defense. And I think, obviously, whatever um, Coach Dave Fisdale is doing there, they're rallying around him just like when he went off in the playoffs and that kind of was a spark for him and all the players rallied together and we're going to pay his fine. So he has something going there. There's some type of connection. So I feel like there's some mid-level player that you could get, maybe not a superstar or a star talent, but they could be one of those teams that's just a blue-collar, grinded-out team and it may not have a big, big star, but a solid team that can get you through and keep you in the top half of the West. I mean, not the top half, but in, at least in playoff contention. And think about who are the eight and seven seed teams. You got the Blazers, you got the Nuggets, the Pelicans. Like, it's not <laughs> – it got real bad after the seven seed. So I, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to be so bad that they can't get an eight or seven seed. Now, will they be championship contenders? No, but they mm-hmm. aren't now either. So, like, I, But I don't think – they're going to sell ship, and I don't think they should because they still have a, a lot of good pieces. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, now that you're saying that, I kind of see that. I kind of see Portland kind of leapfrogging them next year when it comes to playoff seedings. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they can maintain their playoff uh, seedings right now. I think they'll drop definitely. And I, I and I think I think Denver. I mean, they just missed the playoffs this year. I think yeah. Denver is going to leapfrog Memphis as well. Denver is um, one of those weird teams for me. Like they started off really quiet. I don't feel like they have an identity either. I feel as though they're oh, they going don't. through a lot no, of yeah, things. They're, young they're not sure if Kenneth Fareed is their franchise player. If they're looking elsewhere, they had too many bigs in the mix. It just kind of was a weird situation to me that they need to sort out. Well, the Spurs move on, and now we know they are facing the Houston Rockets in the Can't second round. You want to talk about a change of styles, mo- moving from playing up. the Grizzlies yeah. to playing the Rockets. Yeah. Who's going to be the X Factor in this matchup? X Factor. I'm going to say Trevor Ariza. Oh, okay. Why Is he going to uh, match up with... Um, he's going to be the one guarding Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. So he's got to find a way to... Obviously, no one's going to stop Kawhi. No player in the NBA is going to stop him. But if you can yeah. keep him around 20. Slow him down a little bit. Yeah. Pop called him tonight the best player in the league right now. And there's a very so. strong argument yeah, for that. Is there really so? I mean, I, I think, I mean, I could consider him the best complete, the most complete player. Yeah. best two-way player. Yeah. That's, that's how he, he plays. plays both offense and defense. Yeah. He's not going to give up and slack off on the defensive side like others. James Hart. <laughs> but, you know, Hart has <laughs> gotten a little better this year. I forgive him. I forgive him. But, yeah, so Ariza's got to find a way to slow him down. And then it's also a matter of just, you know, the Spurs in general trying to keep up with how many scorers Houston has. Houston, so so much. Houston can I, fill it up in buckets. I like Houston in this one. I, really I do, do too. Um, I do think something that was pointed out. One thing that is going to be better for the Spurs is that Houston isn't a physical team, so yeah. they they can't. Re- they're not the team that's going to bang with them, and that will be better for the Spurs after coming off of this series where they, you know, got a little roughed up, and they're an older team anyway. So recovery is an issue. Yeah, at least the flight time won't be that wrong. You know, freeway. <laughs> well, not freeway. What is it? Interstate. I don't think. Yeah, that, I think I think it's a big advantage for the Spurs because, like you're saying, the older travel. guys yeah. travel always catches up with you. Mm-hmm. They could not have asked for a better opponent in that regard because they're literally just hopping on the bus, right? And and heading down a couple oh, hours no, down the road. They're not going to hop on the bus. They're going to take that charter <laughs> flight. Gonna get on a flight. Absolutely, the, whatever. It's a short yeah, flight. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a short flight. Whatever. Whatever they, you know, they they'll Uber it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uber um, helicopter like ballers uh, do. Coach Rodriguez in the booth. Uh, what do you, how do you feel this matchup in the second round is going to play out? 
I like Houston a lot. The, I think the key, the X factor, to answer your question, is Lamarcus Aldridge. He, you know, boom. I agree to what I'm saying. You know, he he got against Memphis. It's just a bad matchup for him. That he can't bang with Marcus All and Zach Randolph and the big guys down low. So now against Houston, it's gonna be more spread out. He's not gonna have to play the post as much. He can, you know, spread out the floor. It's gonna be high fa high high paced. All that good stuff. So I think if Marcus plays well, I think the Spurs have a chance. But if he plays like he did this series, I think the Houston takes it probably like six. Who's the one who would be guarding Aldridge for Houston? I mean, they could have Ryan Anderson. Oh, yeah, one. probably Anderson. Yeah, but that's not really going to no. be a matchup. Right, no, Aldridge <laughs> is going to dominate that yeah. matchup. They, they probably put Capella on. He has to. He has mm -hmm. to for them to be. I think Houston is a far more talented team, but I, I'm so low on them from a championship uh, standpoint. Yeah, and you got Pop. Versus Mike D'Antoni, like I, I, I just think Pop got something up his sleeve for them, and but it's all contingent upon Lamarcus Aldridge consistently showing up in each game and exploiting his matchup. Houston to me just has too much firepower. For they have a that's, lot of talent that's what I, I on paper it, yeah. and, and too much speed. I don't think that San Antonio can keep up with them. Right, and we we're Tony Parker is going to have to continue to play like this. We're going to have to see a resurgence of Manu. You know, <laughs> yeah. I really, I, I just think, especially when Kawhi can only do. So much, yeah. I, I, you might have a lot of faith in Lamarcus Aldridge, and this might even be a better matchup for him. I just don't. He never, for me, it's been years since he's really delivered. Yeah, I mean, to me, before the playoffs started, I was thinking, all right, we're gonna have Spurs and Rockets in the second round, and Spurs are just gonna crush them. Then after watching how both teams performed in the first round, again, obviously Houston's a completely different matchup than the Grizzlies were, but. I expected the Spurs to have a much easier time in this first round than they did. Houston's got too many weapons. Um, I They might be deeper than the Spurs, as mm -hmm. deep as we were just talking about they are. I think Houston wins this in six. Interesting. I, yeah, I, on paper, I completely agree with you guys. Houston is the better team, but I don't think Houston is going to win this. I just don't believe that they have. I, don't, I, just, I still see them as a team that blew the lead, uh, how they Excuse me. When they, they got past the Clippers a couple of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Clippers kind of blew that series. I don't see that as a, a team that's really over the hump. I don't really believe James Harden to be the leader, a leader enough to be able to help them defeat a team like the Spurs. Like I just, I just don't believe James in James Harden the is a changed man since he let the Instagram chicks go. <laughs> Come on, now this year he let go of Chloe. You haven't seen him popping up with any booty clubs and all of that. I think that has worked out well for him this year. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued, but I just I don't believe in the like. I know people have them being competitive to the Warriors. I also think the Spurs will play the Warriors better. So I, I just I'm still. Uh, pro Spurs, and I think it's because I just believe in Pop and his team. I don't think they're a more talented team, though. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it, it, more than more than anything, though, it'll be a competitive series for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Spurs are not the only team to advance out of the first round tonight. The Toronto Raptors did so as well. Called it. They defeated the Milwaukee Bucks ninety-two eighty-nine. However, they gave up a twenty-five point lead, thirty-four-seven <laughs> run, right? and barely escaped. Yeah. And then they can credit that for the fact that Milwaukee, as resilient as they were in fourth quarter, they missed nine free throws. So it comes it down all comes to down to the fundamentals. Free throws. Yeah, man. I think that was really the deciding factor was the free throws. They just lost by three. Uh, the free throw percentage. What was that free throw percentage for Milwaukee? On the fourth quarter, 50%. Fourth quarter, 50%. Wow. But I think overall it was, um, it was it was fairly low. Let me try to pull it up here. Um Milwaukee from the line was 64% tonight. Ooh, can't do that. Can't uh, as do that opposed unless. to 82% by the Raptors. Yeah. Um, now, we were mentioned earlier as far as how the future does not look so bright for Memphis. 
the opposite can be said about Milwaukee. Oh, now these guys. Yeah. First off, you got Jabari Parker who was who was hurt, hurt. injured. Right, he's back. Greek Freak has another year under him. Middleton has another year under him. Thon Maker has such potential. How do you feel yeah. about Wiggins? Wiggins. Isn't Andrew Wiggins? Oh, no, no he's, he's a Timberwolf. I mean, a Timberwolf. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I don't know I why I thought that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. I, 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 I think he was a Timberwolf. I like him. I like Wiggins. Never mind. Never mind. Run it back. I don't know why that popped in my head. He's on there. I just didn't see him off there. In the Western Conference. Random. Uh, I think that's another team that could be on the rise next year. Yeah, and they're young. They're young. Yeah. They got that's the probably why I was thinking. Yeah, because they kind of remind me of each other. Yeah. 17th pick in draft. Um, their only free agents are are Jason Terry and Michael Beasley. Um, oh, Snell is a restricted <laughs> free agent. So I mean, they're I mean they're losing a they might lose a couple guys, but nothing that's going to drastically affect their team like mm. possibly Memphis. This team is definitely. On the rise, if Parker they're can a, stay healthy, the ceiling is threat. the roof. To quote Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah. if, if if they're healthy next year, they will they will be um, a home court advantage type team at least for the first round next year in the East. I think that they'll be um, an exciting team in the East. Can wor- definitely work their way up because we obviously the Pacers are on the downward slide. Um, what who else is there to kind of compete with them? I think this experience is going to be really good for them. Um, what were you saying, D'Angelo? That um, who needs to go work on their three? Over oh, the Giannis. Yeah, he needs to. Well, they need a couple guys. Michael Brogdon. They they need to be able to extend the floor a little bit better mm-hmm. for them to make that leap. But if they do, then I definitely think. Oh yeah, I mean, well, yeah, Giannis is just getting better year after year. Yeah, year. He's refining his game. Right. So Giannis or Anthony Davis. I would probably say Giannis. Oh, and he doesn't he doesn't get as injured as uh, Anthony Davis. Though. Correct. Oh, yeah. But I just yeah. I feel like you, I mean you that, know? that's a tough one. But I I feel that is a tough one. Yeah. I feel Giannis again when you're going to like the complete. Well, I mean you could say it about Davis too. I guess is that I mean um, is it just the sexy pick right now because we just saw him go ham in the playoffs or I, because I think that question you hear a lot of people saying Giannis is the guy I, the the new face of the you know the next phase of the NBA which I, was supposed to belong to Anthony Davis. I feel like Giannis is going to be more consistent hmm. than Anthony Davis because um, Pelican opponents pretty much they're okay double Davis <laughs> yeah gay got nobody else. Uh, they have Boogie now. Yeah. Don't forget they have Boogie yeah, for how long? Yeah, let's see how long now. Well, Giannis, I think the way he can impact the game as being a primary ball handler is what is why I would rather have him on my team because Anthony Davis is still counting on them to post him up and get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Giannis is the decision maker. He's the playmaker. Yes, and he, he has, nice, he he has great himself. court vision. Yes, like LeBron his court vision. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like in that impact. So I think that's why I would pick him. But obviously, Anthony Davis is still a very good player. Yes. Now, now. Credit to Toronto for not all of a sudden just falling off the face of the earth like Indiana <laughs> did the other day when they gave up that huge lead yep. to Cleveland and still be, be able to maintain it. But giving up this type of lead to a team this young, how concerned should the Raptors be? I think don't Very the Raptors concerned. do that? I mean, I feel like that's part of their game. Obviously, l- let's just put the cards on the table. Next round against Cleveland. It's going to be Cleveland. It's going to be Cleveland. I think that they can be competitive in moments. We've seen them give Cleveland and other teams a good series, even you know some wins. But I'm going to have to bring up Josh's point. He doesn't like the Raptors. He doesn't like how they're composed. I think that they're okay. I like them in spurts. But overall, they're very inconsistent. I think Kyle Lowry kind of comes in up. and out. 
whether it doesn't he show up. Out. Actually, I don't know. I, Low- Lowry yeah. only I think had like one good game this yeah, the this twenty-two round. point game in game two. Yeah, all so, the other ones are. <laughs> so Lowry really is going to have to step up because it's going to be him versus Kyrie. He's got sh- he got to step up so they don't get swept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just to make it competitive. Well, the, and and the other guy I think I think would be Abaka. Also, he had a couple good showings in mm. this round. Tonight, he had foul trouble early. Didn't really get it going. He fouled out of this game. Mm. And he's going to be the one to guard either Love or Tristan Thompson. And he's Tristan got- Thompson in the first round looked really good. Mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson has looked really good this year. Yeah. Kardashian curse not affecting him. Um, but I Now mean, that you said that. I, it usually happens after <laughs> they win, though, to be fair. Okay. Like, the first year, they're good, and then it's afterwards. Remember, Reggie Bush won a Super Bowl while he was with Then he was Kim. on a reality yeah. show. Then he was on a reality show. Chris won, well, almost won Sixth Man of the Year, Chris Humphreys, yep, when he was with her. And yeah, yesterday, so. he did not even get in the game for Atlanta. Again, mm-hmm. so uh. it usually takes place... <laughs> After, um, But Tristan Thompson, to your point, is surprisingly consistent. He doesn't miss games. He doesn't really get injured. And I, he co- started coach earning LeBron. his money. It's because of Coach LeBron. Not, not, coach, LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> not yeah. coach LeBron. Thompson, surprisingly, even though they have the same agent, so I kind of feel like those are LeBron's guys, like you kind of got to fall in line. Tristan Thompson will stand up for himself and kind of separate himself from those things. So. Hmm. Hmm. Does anyone think the Raptors will win more than one game this series? They could go four two. Didn't Eastern Conference it, it could go, go four two? Four two, yeah. but it probably will go four one. I think they'll get that. What did you call it? The gentleman sweep. A gentleman they'll sweep. That, they'll <laughs> get that game. That first home game, game, game three, three. When you pumped, you got the adrenaline rushing. They'll pull that off. And the Cavs have not. I don't think they handled Indiana well. Like the Cavs they haven't played. Well. They didn't decisively. Yeah, so unless they they have that well oiled machine, they again I don't see. I no. I yeah. partially disagree with it because I think the way Indiana played, I feel like if they played any other team in the East, they would have advanced. The that the, other the Pacers. The Pacers. Yeah, oh. if they played anyone but the Cavs, they would have advanced the way so they too. played. I don't think they were bad. But no, I, I mean I, the Cavs yeah. won. By, the Cavs are better. By the, <laughs> the, their four wins were by a combined sixteen points. Yeah, the right. games were really close, especially that first game. Um, I, I, the Cavs have not played well this season to me. You can obviously never discount LeBron. This will be their third time, their third go, should they continue to advance. So, for me, they know what to expect from themselves, and they kind of know the road ahead. So, I feel like they can pace themselves, but they don't look sharp. No, if no, if no. I didn't know this was the playoffs, looking at them play, I wouldn't think that they were playing playoff basketball, that but we were at that time for them yet. I guess the question is, do they have to be sharp into the finals? <laughs> like, I mean, even against the Wizards, like, how sharp do they have to be if they I, play the Wizards? I, mm, I think the Wizards, for three games, I feel as though this year, especially that last game in March, have played them rather competitively. Now, right. can they beat them four times? Well, yeah, we'll, who's going to sneak up on well, on, yeah, we'll, on the Cavs? I don't, I don't yeah, see anybody right doing right it. Nobody, now, nobody. Nobody. Up. Right now, it doesn't but look like I that. think that but the Cavs could b- beat themselves. They could play themselves out of the game. They could not be sharp. Just think these things happen. I was disappointed with how they looked in the Pacers series. Well, not disappointed. That's a strong word, but just. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see what's going on. What's going on with that? Now we just brought up the Wizards, so let's talk about their game from last night. Mm-hmm. They took the lead in their series against the Hawks. They won one hundred three to ninety nine. Took a three two series lead. I and and this could be because he kind of ruined my Orlando <laughs> Magic. But let me let me break down Dwight Howard's series so far. 
Game one, seven points. Game two, six points. Game three, five points. Game four, he had 16 points and 15 rebounds. Hey, that was a solid showing. Game five, five points. That's why he's not in Houston anymore. Or L.A. He has combined in the five games for less points than Kawhi had in one game, Westbrook had in one game, and Harden had in one game. Because he's not a superstar no, anymore. No, you can't he, look at him no. like that anymore. Dwight is a solid role player. Was there one? <laughs> he's a solid center. I mean, for the center position. Yeah. But I, I think that people look at Dwight Howard, and he probably is still getting that money, and expect him to be Superman. Orlando Magic yeah. Dwight Howard. No, that's not and anymore. that person is gone. We can't issues. discount the back injuries. Mm. I mean, when you have back issues... That you kind of are never the same. You never really can recover from that. We know that he, in my opinion, is a softer player. So You're not the only one with that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't want anybody to think it's just because I'm a Laker fan and whatever. Dwight Howard fans, send your hate mail to at Stiletto Joe. <laughs> Go ahead and I can give you 99 reasons why <laughs> I got 99 problems, but... But what? You know, a Dwight B word isn't one. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Well, to um, defend Dwight, he's done an excellent job against Marcin Gortat. Marcin Gortat has struggled for the most part throughout the series. Um, an excellent job with six points, not even double digit in rebounds. He's not impacting. He and they've talked about this a lot. He is not impacting the box score, but he is making an impact in the game when he's out there. It, but again, he's getting paid to impact a little bit more. He's he's getting paid to do both, but he's not. But, I mean, I know you guys are super low on Dwight, but if you take out the, the aspect of expecting him to be a superstar anymore, I do not think he's been horrible for them. He's not the reason that they're, they're down in this well, series. Gortat's averaging more points per game in this series than Howard is. Because he's a better center than him now. Right. Period. Do we have uh, Dwight's rebound average for this series? Uh, no, rebounds, he's, he's, he's done all right. He's been double digits in rebounds. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Um, I mean, Gortat, uh, I mean, he, got, he had an 18-rebound yeah. game. 14, 7, 11, 15, and 10. So, I mean, his rebounds are fine, yeah. but he's just not scoring. And he's also, he's not playing much. Only one of the games he reached 30 minutes, and he's not taking shots. I mean, that could be part of it. He's averaging, I mean, if I'm trying to do quick math in my head, he's averaging about five to six shots a game. Right. Because it's, he ain't getting post up. <laughs> like he's, he's, a De- he's a poor man's DeAndre Jordan at this point in his career. So, so, really... It's it's pretty much been Millsap and Schroeder versus the Wizards. Yeah. Can Millsap and Schroeder hold them off and force a game seven? No. If Dwight gets more points. Well, I, I think it's the X factor. It's more so for me. I do think it's going to go to seven because all the home teams have won their games. Obviously, I'm a Wizard fan. But I think it's more so about Atlanta's defensive job. They're They're... If they have a calling card, it's their, what they do on the defensive side. John Wall and Bradley Bill are going to get their points. It's the other guys, whether Otto Porter, Marcin Gortat, Markeith Morris. If those guys get in the double digits, then the Washington Wizards have decisively beat the Atlanta Hawks. But the games that the Hawks have won have been when those guys have struggled. Well, don't forget about Bogdanovich. Because that guy... He, he struggled, too. He had 14 points in this that last was the game. First, that was his first good game in, in over a month um, for the Washington I mean, you know, I, I watched him like really, yeah. like really exclusively... The Washington Wizards are a better basketball team, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they got a little bit entitled, which is why the series is still, like, close. Um, but for me, it's not... The Hawks, if they impact this game, it would be because they did a very good job defensively. It has nothing to do with if Dwight Howard scores 15 or if he scores 8. Because 
they're not going to outscore the Washington Wizards. It's just not going to happen. But I mean, that's and that's just my opinion. But um, that's from my synopsis of watching this series. That's kind of the the, the key for the Hawks if they win this series. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, final matchup that we're going to talk about tonight. Last night we had the Celtics take a three-two series lead over the Bulls. They won one hundred eight ninety-seven. They had three players each score over twenty, and Isaiah Howard and Avery Bradley. To me, this game was what we were thinking the Celtics would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first couple games dealing with the whole. Um, you know Isaiah Thomas thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that, that took a toll on everybody, mm-hmm. not just Isaiah. And now they're kind of getting everything back together. This team that played on Game Five, I think, will give the Cavs a run for their money if they play like this. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we all expected this. I don't. I don't think when Chicago jumped out to a two-zero lead that we were saying, okay, Boston's out of it. I hope. No one said that. No, I hope not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I did until Rondo got her. I thought Boston that is a is a hell of a team. I did they not are, see but them. I just they they weren't showing it, and I just felt that Chicago had some type of juice going for them. It might have been adrenaline, but I think without Rondo, not a chance. No, and definitely. not that I thought that Rondo was the X factor when this series started, but just the way they were playing them, and even in the losses. I just kind of felt like the Celtics looked a bit off and defeated. They didn't look like a number one seed. Yeah, no, they were defeated, but I think it was defeated in spirit, and it really had to do with the whole Isaiah Thomas um, issue. Um, you know, their their main man was was down, and I think they really kind of felt that. But Boston has this game. I'm really surprised that Dwayne Wade led um, Chicago in scoring this game. Yeah, well, the last couple of games, they figured out a way to stop Butler. I mean, he only had 14 points in this game. He didn't do yeah. too well the last game, I don't believe. He's really got to show up yeah. if they want to force a game seven. So, do you guys not think that Ray John Rondo has played any role in this series? Like, you think if Ray John Rondo was still playing, that the Boston would look as good as they do now? I mean, I they Bulls would definitely look better, right? I, th- I, I, I mean, I mean, you expected Boston. They literally started winning when Rondo got hurt, right? right. I, I think that Boston would have woke up. So I, I don't think like it would have been a sweeper. It just wouldn't right. have been competitive. But I do think that there is something to be said about whatever Rondo's influence had at that moment. They looked cohesive and together, especially considering that we know that Rondo, D-Wade, and Jimmy, you know, D-Wade and Jimmy on this side, it seemed Rondo on this side, had some clashes earlier in the season when they were calling each other out on Instagram and in mm-hmm. the press and so forth. So I, I think that they overcame something and somehow it kind of come together. Maybe it was revenge. Maybe Rondo was just hyped because he was playing his old team but it seemed to have meant something. Mm. But how, I mean, grade Rondo's season though. Oh, overall oh, the overall, season. Was the season disappointing. Yeah. Sure. In, in the playoffs He only does now, well on national TV. <laughs> he's just now coming on I think right before his injury. So I, I really don't think that he would have made if he was still playing, I think the outcome would still be the same. That Interesting. Boston will win this game. Or this series, sorry. Now, we know Rondo is going to be out for Game 6. They've already announced that he's trying to make sure he's better for a potential Game 7. Wow. <laughs> will there be a Game 7? Do we think the Bulls can win Game 6 at home? They lost their first two at home. It's going to be tough. I mean, Jimmy yeah. Butler's got to show out. Dwayne Wade's got to show up, and they need a third player. I mean, Robin Lopez in Game Five had a very good game. He had, uh, you know, fourteen points, six of seven from the field. Yeah, he's got definitely got to do that again. Uh, Portis in the first couple games was all over the place, and he know, just like disappeared him. after yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Boston's the 
just a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, they can can Chicago muster a win? Yeah, I think they can muster a win. Who's Rondo going to be Game Seven if he comes back? Like, what are they? You know, he's got some serious injuries. Yeah, I, I just think that they're they missed their window. They yeah. had a small window, mm-hmm. and it was open for them, and now it's not. Yeah, uh, Coach Rodriguez, do you think the Bulls can? St- No, not without Rondo. And even if Rondo plays, I'm not sure how healthy he is. I think the second he went out, the series just changed. And I think if he was healthy the whole series, they probably would have wrapped it up by now. Hmm. Chicago would have wrapped it up? Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. I agree with Coach. See? You think so, too? He's he's just kissing up the coach. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks thinks he's like the star. I'm trying to play, man. Look, I needed a contract next year. Man, I'm the heart and soul of this team. (laughs) (laughs) Been here the longest, at least on the – well. Have I? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I, and after Buzz, I've been here the longest. You're the OG. I'm you the OG. OG. Yeah. Tim Duncan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> the Tim Duncan. I'm reliable at after Buzz. Uh, Jill, we got some news and gossip. We do. All so right. First up, let's start with, you know, the big three is coming this summer. With, oh, the league? Yeah, the league. Where oh. Ice Cube is starting, and it has, you know, various ballers that are in the set. Well, they're retired, but they, they still feel like they're just in the sunset of their careers and that mm. they have something more to give. And one game a week is pretty chill. So now there's another league that's coming for retired ballers to play in over the summer so you can enjoy those guys. It's the Champions Basketball League. Ooh. They, too, have a superstar commissioner Uh-oh. that is also a West Coast legend. His name is? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. And Wait. let me just give you a couple of the names of Wait the players that are participating in this league. Is this league. a three-on-three three also? It's or? a three-on-three. Three. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Wow. Actually, this is five-on-five. Five. Okay. I thought okay. Snoop joined the big three. I must have read that wrong. Um, He may have, but... He's also the the commissioner for Champions League. They've been trying to get this off the um, ground for a while as well. It also involves Earl the Pearl Monroe, Walt Clyde Frazier. So, you know, legendary NBA players. No, no, no. no. I want to make that clear. As coaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and some of the same players that are playing in the big three are also playing in this. Because, you know, a couple of games in the summer. That's like summer league. That's fun. You go on tour in the summer. So, Al Harrington, Kenyon Martin, Sean Marion, Chris Smith, who's J.R. Smith's brother, Corey Maggette, Jamal Tensley, Tyshawn Taylor, I don't even remember that career, Daniel Booby Gibson, Kareem Rush, his girlfriend is currently on Basketball Wives right now, so you could maybe see a double stroke of him, Um, Anthony Mason Jr., Ronaldo Balkman, there you go, old Knicks coach Josh. Um, so that's it for right now. Yeah, um, yeah so, so I'm not excited about that. So I, what, I mean, you did yeah. say, you did say legends, right? I was waiting for you Ch- to say Ch- something. I you said, said a champions. West Coast legend. It's called the Champions League. Let's, I think the commissioner is a West Coast legend. Um, you know, they could have some more players joining. Just I think you know, they got good players. They do. College, Wait, didn't Sean Marion get a ring they with got Dallas? Good college players, they do. Sean oh, Marion no, got, got a ring, I think, with Miami. No, with Miami, he got a ring on the two. I, I should know City, that. Sitting, sitting on the bench. Hey, hey, it's still a ring. Yeah. He's he still, you know, sub. Like, this is like the poor man's yeah, yeah. big three. This is the league. Who is going to come out to see these? This is the Z league. As in, as in Z's, I'm going to be getting my Z's while watching this with those players. Uh, you know, I mean, none, some none of, of those marquee superstars that we yeah. have in the, in the uh, I can't, big three. I can't wait to be on the edge of my seat and watch an eighteen to fourteen final score. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Booby yeah. Gibson, I mean, I, uh, Tinsley, he maybe. did come in as a guest for our sports weekly <sighs> show. Okay, <but. laughs> and don't you know he's going to be on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood next season with his ex wife? So lots of surprises, wait. you know. 
You can Wait, check him out too. Run, those, run a couple of those names again. Uh, <laughs> Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin, Al Harrington, Sean Marion, Jamal Tinsley, Brooklyn's finest, right? So Brooklyn stand guys, up. These guys were like the third like best player on their team. I, I, some okay. Of them. If, if that. Yeah, some of them can stay in the NBA. Yeah. Um, they're having an, a, a meet and greet for the LA team. We Ooh. don't know who's going to play Ooh. on that. Can't wait for that. May 10th <laughs> out here. <laughs> you know, the, the, um, so they have teams in Chicago, Detroit, Dallas. Like I said, L.A., Minneapolis, Houston, Phoenix, San Francisco on the East Coast, New York, D.C., Atlanta, Orlando. I, I don't care. Philadelphia, <laughs> Boston, Cleveland, Miami. Your Atlanta team's going to be gonna be Nick Anderson, Bo Outlaw, and Daryl Armstrong, and I'm not going to be into that at all. Bo Outlaw was a Clippers almost legend. Come oh, on wow. now. Yeah. Come oh, on. That's I, don't, I don't know who's going to go out to see these guys. Unless, unless they play before the big three. No. The three game for the I three know. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then I watch them. Yes. Or before like the Harlem Globetrotters or something. And then don't forget June 26th, is it? The NBA Awards where you'll finally find out who's MVP, who's Rookie of the Year. After the season it, and the so draft. And Drake's hosting. So More life. Why is it so? It's not. I don't understand it because either. they want to have an award show. They can't have it any earlier because the finals are going on. So they want to make sure that their marquee but, players are able to attend. But why didn't they do it before the playoffs started? Then because all no regular time. season award. Yes, there was. You you move them. You move the play. You're giving the teams four day rests in between games anyway. But you're not yeah. going to. But the you, teams that are going to be in the playoffs, they're not going to come because they're going to be focused on the playoffs. So you're going to have most a lot of your superstars aren't going to show up. I was at the ones in Vegas a couple of years ago for the NBA Players Association. And they had it during the players' meetings, so to encourage them to attend. And it really wasn't a lot of the guys you would expect to see there. So, But this Maybe. is not only is this after the season ends, this is after the draft. So all everyone's Everything. caring about we are, is, is free agency. Right. Yeah. If anything, for the NBA season, you know what? Because at that point, everyone's just like, Okay, now it's baseball, and now okay, f- like football training camp starting. That, that like so they're not gonna. It's, it's a, a few short days timing. after the draft. Um, a few short days. <laughs> are they, are they, the draft using... is the twenty second, and the show is four days later. And the finals ended when? If Probably it goes a seven? couple of days June before that. Probably June. No, no, no. It's yeah, gonna. It, it gets like eighteenth, twenty. If it goes seven. If it goes right. seven, yeah. I mean, it. That's so fun because at this point, Westbrook's out. We're not going to watch him for another six weeks, and then we're, and then we're supposed to be tuning in. And when he should win the MVP, yeah. based on how he did, everyone's going to be like, "I don't know why didn't they go to LeBron? Why didn't they go to Harden? Why didn't they go to Kawhi? These guys, I was watching them play so well Throughout because the that was their current memory of it. Because they're watching the playoffs. Obviously, that's not counting for the awards. Well, here's the thing, though: they'll have seen someone get the um, the finals MVP, so they'll be satiated with that, and they'll be like, oh yeah, it was a champion, you know. They're a, not going to give the finals the MVP after the finals? No, they're going to give the finals MVP during the Why? finals. Why? <laughs> That's ridiculous! On the floor... Yes, because you give it on the court when they get the title. No, I'm saying that's, that's what, what I'm they're saying. Doing. Oh, oh, they so are doing it. You thought they were doing it at a show. I thought you were doing that at the no, award show. No, what I'm saying <laughs> oh, is oh, oh, they won't God. be worried about the Kawhis or the LeBrons or the Currys or KDs or whoever yeah. might take home that award in the finals because they'll have seen them do that and then they can hark back reflectingly and lovingly to last season <laughs> and look at Russ's triple doubles and they, have a greater appreciation. It seems like they just really want the players I'm to not. be there. They, they want the players to be there. Yeah. Drake is producing. It's too late, though. 
So they're making like this really big and, event, and, like marquee event. Yeah, yeah. and and I red mean red carpet it, and everything. Maybe. Yeah, and and it's definitely going to be red carpet. And what I also notice is it's also after the BET Awards, which is something a lot of the players tend to attend yeah. and go to. So where's it going to be? Um, it's in New York, actually, because mm-hmm. the MBPA headquarters are there. Obviously, the NBA is there. Um, so, hmm. and Drake is producing the entire show. So, <sighs> remember, he hosted the ESPYS that time. Where is it at in New York? Do we know? Um, let's see. I'm not sure. Yeah, try, if you want to try to look it up, because I mean, it, I mean, if it's at Barclays or Madison Square Garden, I mean, I guess that's the biggest basketball event that's been at either of those arenas in <laughs> yeah, years. Do you think uh, it'll it'll draw that many people to as spectators? To uh, well, the way they set up the stage and stuff, theater. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could have seat fillers. <laughs> there is a theater at Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay, yeah, that's so what maybe I was that's just yeah. a smaller venue inside. Yeah. I mean, we'll I, see though. We'll see. I think they're trying it out. I, I agree. It should be early. I think yeah. it's like I, I know NFL does it before the Super Bowl. Yeah, the night but before. Yes, yeah. yeah, but they give kind of that whole like they have that two week break where they're doing everything and they have the award ceremony yeah. then. But it's still at least during the season. Yeah. Even though I do agree, I feel that should be done after the end of the regular season as well. Yeah. But you know, everyone's out there, you know, prepping for the Super Bowl and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one, because there are so so many players. I mean, Rookie of the Year award. Those are typically f- on teams that aren't anywhere in the playoffs. No. Yeah. Right. And no, everyone's going to be a Rookie of the Year. Who was that? I don't remember him. Six Man of the Year defensive play. Everything. I, right. Yeah. It does feel kind of late. We'll see how if it's a we'll good see event. How it Super late. It's, it's not what we're used to. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe know. you know. Drake. And 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 then isn't the ESPYS like a week or two after that? The ESPYS is usually mid July, so like right. July fifteenth, July sixteenth. So they're doing so. this big thing for this, mm. and then we're immediately going to ESPYS, which Drake has hosted. Yes, he has, <laughs> and I'm not sure who's hosting the ESPYS this summer. I don't think they've announced it yet. I don't, I don't is know. Drake like the NBA ambassador? Well, he's the Raptors ambassador, and kind he's of. friends with Steph Curry. You know, he's the he's replaced Little Wayne as the hip hop fan that kind of travels around and. Yeah, I, I'm cool with Drake being there because yeah. he did a good job with the SBs. It was entertaining. I, I, I got I got no problem with Drake specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying it just seems odd that were, they were going all out for this big award show, mm-hmm. and then all these NBA players have to go to another bigger award SBs, show. Yeah, right. but I mean, well, bigger as far as mainstream, but these awards are bigger to them than an SB award. And they're on vacation at this point. Most right. of the league, they're on vacation. But with they've their been families. on vacation, so they don't mind coming. But they, they usually. We'll so here's the thing. Well, what I've noticed about the, the NBA schedule, words. they usually take their island or away vacations in like August, right before September, when they have to start getting ready and getting back in shape before they head into camp. So mm-hmm. they'll be back from whatever their season vacations. Because remember, they stop playing in April. So by mid June, they'll be back for a minute, getting ready to start up in Drew League, getting ready for summer leagues to start if they participate or to watch their teams in Vegas. So so we'll see how it turns out. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I I guess we'll see. It's a long time to wait for MVP. I, yeah. I, it really is. I, the suspense I is already is there too. anyway. Yeah. With the way the race is, is this season. Yeah. Wait, to wait so long. And and now and now the talk about it is going to completely fade to obscurity now that Westbrook is out right. of the playoffs. So and then all of a sudden, like we said, it's like it's literally two months from now. Yeah. Then it was just like, oh yeah, remember when he to did this? To the day, yeah, almost right. to the day. Right. So. And Harden's going to get more face time 
And then if, and when Russell Westbrook wins, you're going to be like, well, should have gone to Harden because we've seen him play exactly. all through the playoffs. He's done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody's going to forget the fact that Russell averaged a triple-double this season. And Casual NBA fans will. I mean, yeah, you have to Casual fans. And they'll get that information from the fans. highlights package. Not you guys, no. You, you know, but <laughs> they'll get that in the highlights package when he walks up to accept. Yeah. Well, we can talk about this all night, and obviously we got more playoffs that are coming over the next week. If you want to leave us comments about your thoughts on whether or not Drake would be a good host for this, <laughs> uh, on whether or not you feel I'm right and this should have been done a couple weeks ago, or if you're okay with the timing of it, let us know on the YouTube page. And, of course, you can talk to us on various forms of social media. Jill, how can we reach out to you? You can hit me up everywhere at Stiletto Jill. That's Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all the good ones. Let's talk. All the good ones. All, all the good ones. I like that. All the good ones. D'Angelo. Hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at D'Angelo TV on Twitter and at D'Angelo on Instagram. Josh Johnson. Get out. Get out. Get out. Do it. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for you to drop it. Hopes up you know what? Just, I'll, I'll show Drake what's up. I'll drop it on my Instagram, JJ the Talented. How about that? Oh, oh, I like okay, it. I like okay. it. Coach Rodriguez. What's up, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Tariff. And for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and gossip, follow them on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. For Coach Josh Rodriguez in the booth, Jill Monroe, D'Angelo Platt, and Josh Johnson, I'm Josh Tariff. We'll see you later. Deuces. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.